welcome, welcome to the Hermit Style Podcast with your hosts, Jimmy Bacon and Mike Runchuti, talking all about the Dragon Ball Super Card Game, presented by Team TCG Mafia and produced by Lobat. What's up, everybody? Hermit Style Podcast. We are back yet again. It is a new week, first week of May. Mike's here with me. What's up, everybody? We got a uh, got a, got a fun episode. You know, it, Dragon Ball. The meta's been it's it's been figured out for quite some time. Yeah, we, they gave <laughs> us an extra three weeks of this, which we shouldn't have. Like today um, was supposed to be, um, I guess, the Hermit Style Awards. Yep. And been, then next week would have been our top five clock. episode. Yeah, but apparently, because we got this pushback, uh, we're we're working on a weird schedule at this point. So, yeah. and, I mean, that's fine, but like the game itself is not not bad. It's in a he- very healthy spot. It's just like we've talked about everything. Yeah, we, we talked about it. Like we figured out this format very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could cry about aggro sin for 30 minutes if you guys want, but... Just ban cooler. <laughs> yeah, just ban <laughs> the cooler. cooler. <laughs> but it, it's, there's nothing there, right? Like, it's like, okay, we know these are decks you play. We, we've all discussed the counters to the counters to the counters to all these decks. Like, I don't know. So today we're going to do something a little different. Oh, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about just basically the future of DBS. We're going to talk about the market. We're going to talk about competitive play and just overall longevity of the game, our, our thoughts and opinions on yeah, it. Yeah, because there's a lot of big news this week from on on those topics, actually, or part of those topics. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, but uh, before we get into it, what's what's going on? What's going on in your life, Mike? How are you? Uh, <laughs> SOL testing, which is like standardized testing this week. So got off work early today, which that was nice. But uh, yeah, nothing really too special going on, to be honest. Uh, contemplating if I'm going down to Miami for the set 13 release. I had all the intentions of going, but now it looks like we may not be going because Dana was like, yo, who all's going? And like, he's like, I'm not going to go if y'all don't go. And we're like, well, we thought you were going, so we were going. So now it's this whole, I guess we, was it like, <laughs> we're playing tag. Everyone was only going to go. The other one was going. Yeah, but deep down, no one really wanted to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a set 13 release. And I mean, that's cool. I'm not going to lie. Like, I also, it's, a, it's, a, it's a long ways away for a lot of you, though. Yeah, it's a lot. It's, it's Memorial Day weekend is the actual problem. Okay. If it wasn't Memorial Day weekend, we'd all be down. But like you're like, yo, the flight five hundred plus dollars. I, you have to win the event to make that money back. Yeah. Win, win the event. Yeah. And not saying I'm I'm going to like try to gain a profit because I do not play this game for profit. I play this game strictly for the fun. Like this, but like, that's a, just a big neg. Like is there's no reason to fly down there on Memorial Day weekend to play Dragon Ball. Yeah, no, that, I agree with that. That's like half a grand. I could I could buy a PS5 with that money. So I'm like, uh, I don't know. It's But Frank said he'll drive me if I drive to him, which is like an hour and a half drive. So I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But Jordan has to get to me, and that's like a four-hour drive. So he needs to find a way to get it's it's just a lot. Like mm. so we're, we're gonna that's that's the big that's the big dilemma in my head right now, figuring out uh how we're getting to Miami if we're going to Miami. Well, I'm excited. Pretty soon I'm gonna be going to IRL events again. Yeah, I can't wait for Jim to hit those IRL events again. And I also have a case tournament here in VA Beach, actually. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's the right. following week after the PBG event on June sixth, that Sunday, we're having a case tournament. Yep. We are capped at forty players. But I mean the prizing for my case tournament is always better than the PBG tournament. Yeah. Like you're gonna get store credit or a voucher, which a voucher's cool, like because that's pretty much cash. 
I don't know exactly what they're doing store credit or or the voucher this time. I didn't look. I, cause I don't care about the pricing, honestly, but like, regardless, this is a case tournament. If I cap out, I always do a case and a half. That's far better than yeah. what PPG is doing and not knocking PPG's tournament, but like for my, my time investment wise, I got a major event at that point, like, or at oh, least yeah. to the same level the following week. I won't call it a major. I got an event that's substantial size with great prizing the following week. Yeah. The last one I played in was really fun. Yeah. So a lot it, of good players came down, had a good time, I won a box, pulled an SCR. They'll all be here. Well, I won't say they all, but they'll be down here. And I got some other special guests coming down too. So, all you right. know, it, it'll be a good time at down here. So I'm just like, oh, I got to weigh my options. Right. And if the team's not going, I'm not going, this will be my fourth time in Miami in seven months. Yeah. That's pretty wild. And I'm I love Miami. They got the cookies. They got the the, mm. the heated pools, the beautiful weather. They had me at cookies. So I'm like, I'm not against it, but I'm just like, this is Memorial day weekend. This is, this is an absurd trip. I'm like, and George, I don't, I don't think George is. I think George is a very smart man. I, from what obviously I know George, George is very cheap when it comes to like money. Like he does, he's very frugal. That's how he's got to be successful. Is There's no way he expects people to really fly down there. So I think that he didn't play, make this event. I think this must've been like an Eddie event or something like that. And Eddie didn't think it through all the way because there's no way yeah. that you could expect people to want to fly into Miami on Memorial day, weekend. Memorial day weekend. Like it's, I live in Virginia and which is, not that far a flight. It's actually a direct, a nonstop flight right, from right, Southwest, right. which is normally a buck sixty-seven at the high. I, I've got that flight for one fourteen before. Mm-hmm. Five hundred and thirty-eight dollars. Holy crap! But I'm just Woo. like, I'm, I'm like, I can just imagine what it is to fly from other places in the country to go there. Yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Like, there's, there's no tournaments worth that. So I, I really think they should have pushed it back or moved it up. But moving it up is probably impossible, right? Because they got the delay pushback. So it is what it is. But hey, yeah, that's uh, it's interesting though. I uh, I, yeah, I don't know. What's up with you? <laughs> Me? Um, I am feeling very burnt. <laughs> we uh, Bree, Bree got a new Jeep, and we took the top down for the first time the other day, and uh, went around Rye. We actually stopped by the card shop. I, I overslept and couldn't play with everybody, but stopped by to say hi. Yeah. Uh, some friends came in town for it, so I wanted to see them. And uh, I forgot that the sun is a thing <laughs> and we were out, like we drove around all day and we came back and she was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I looked in the mirror. I was like, oh, I'm burnt. Jim is burnt. I'm real burnt. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you know, it might turn into a tan, get burnt enough times. Yeah. That doesn't happen for me. Uh, I just, I burn. It hurts. Then I go back to being just pale white. <laughs> Damn, that's wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't tan, but um, but we did go to Royal Chocolate, and when I went to Royal Chocolate, they now serve uh, these huge cookies, ironically baked by a local pro fighter here. He fights and bakes cookies, <laughs> so uh, my my kind of guy. So obviously, I had to support that. So I'm excited. I'm actually going to have that after this. So that's 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 got me hyped. <laughs> but let's get in the news. News from the Lookout. Okay, so first piece of news, they have announced a reprint of set 10 and 11. Yeah. Uh, they're calling it second edition. There will be no stamp on them. It's the same cards. It's just a another print run. Well, there might be a stamp, though. Maybe. They, uh, from they, my they, understanding, there's not. They first announced no stamp. Mm-hmm. Then they put out a survey asking how people would feel about a stamp. Okay. So, so it's to be determined. To be determined. You know, um, I say that's one of our main topics is, is actually about the the market with this. But I personally think that second edition's fine. Yeah, I don't care. 
Like, <laughs> okay. I got I got a lot of friends who are collectors. And Jim's a collector. I'm actually. a collector, and, and I Jim don't doesn't care. care. <laughs> I got a lot of other friends who are collectors, and they're complaining. And my my argument is, SCRs are the cards people collect. There's no way people are actually collecting God ceiling trunks, Yamcha counter barrage, dormant. That's those are not collector cards. They're just to play with. They're player cards. Like you might have them in your collection of cards, but those are not what we would call like collector cards. Simply because like those are for competitive play. Like, if you're purely a collector, you should be selling those cards and buying like denial of hope winners. And exactly. Like, you know the Ribrian, the winner cards the and si signatures, promos and SCRs and, and SPRs. Yeah, like winner promos and SCRs. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. You're not buying SRs like, oh, yeah, let me hold on to these. These are going to be worth a lot of money no. later on. Uh, I collect comic books. I don't I collect variants like variants are like are all arts of the comic book on the cover. So I don't want the base level. I read the base, the basic copy. And then I get like the nice copy, the one of 25s or the one of 50s or the one of one fifties. Like, sure, I'll get those and those never leave the bag. Those get put in the bag, sealed, and they're staying in there. They're going to be worth a lot of money one day, hopefully, I believe. Yeah. So, like, the SCR reprints, but the SCRs in set 10 are trash. Yeah. One of them's already been reprinted, like, commonly reprinted. It literally has a non-foil reprint, the Go Tanks. That Go Tanks is from Heroes. The uh, other SCR is the Bardock Grade 8 Green SCR. That card doesn't suck, but it sees very little play. Very little. Uh, it's like a $100 card. Um, also from Heroes... And then there's the SS4 Gogeta, which is from... It's terrible. It's a terrible card, but it's from GT. That's the era it's from. And what all they have in common right there, all those SCRs are non-canon like characters. Right. Non-canon, not playable. Yeah, not canon, not playable. So like, if a collector's like, I'm mad that my SCRs are losing value, I don't understand why you thought the SCRs actually be worth anything. I sold a Gogeta the other day for $335 to a guy, and I thought I was robbing him. He thought it was a good deal. I was like, this guy doesn't even know what he's looking at right now. Like, this card is obviously worth money right now because the market says it is. Sure. Right. But we, We've hit a peak with some of these SCRs. Yeah, but this card is actually worth nothing. SS4 Gogeta is a character from Dragon Ball GT. If you ask anybody, I love GT. Big fan. SS4 is actually my favorite form. I love Baby. I love Super 17. I'm like, a lot of stuff in there is cool to me. But GT's referred to as trash because Toriyama all the time. Toriyama didn't create it. Like, yeah, yeah. People just don't respect it. So why would this? Why would an SCR from that era be a high dollar card? I, I need an explanation. No, I personally, I think this all helps because all you're doing is getting more access to players who want to play competitively exactly. that don't want to drop like four hundred dollars yeah. on a set of just SRs. No, like for Dorm Potentials, I was looking at them, like, or Dorm Potential Unleashed, let me say the name correct, Dorm Potential Unleashed, I was like, bro, those things are like $85 right now, yeah. a piece. I would never buy it for that. No. There's no way. Like, I would just chalk it up, not play it. And the wild part is green's unplayable. Right. It's been unplayable since Go Tanks halfway through set 11. Right. So why is this card worth this? Right. No one can tell you why it's worth that amount but of money. if these prices come down some to where more players can obtain the cards that they want to play with competitively, all that does is drive the popularity of the game. It increases more players to want to play, and they haven't reprinted anything that's crazy collectible. Is that nothing's being reprinted? Like so all collectible. it's doing is making more exposure, getting more people to play the game, and your actual collectible cards, your signature rares, your awakened powers, your apex, those are going to go up. Yes.
I said they actually go up because the this part of the collect the, this part of the collector market goes down. These crap SCRs. You know how many people have been complaining? Say, I just I don't want to play this game anymore because I can't get the cards. That's the most common complaint I hear. Actually, I hear I don't agree with the complaint, but it's the most common yeah. one, and this helps with that complaint. I do think that complaint is weak, and I'm just like, it's a hobby. Yeah, I mean we've hit that mo- yeah. many times. We've hit that many times, so we're not gonna go over that. But like, it's a weak complaint. But like, this solves that complaint. So they yeah. they, they re- retain players and possibly gain new players. Percep- perception is everything, right? Yeah. So yeah. even if it's not a real complaint. And if in a majority of the customer's eyes, it is Bandai needs to re- respond to it. They don't need to respond to us because we're in the minority in that opinion. Exactly. I 100% agree with that. And then you look at set 11. So I'm, I'm chewing on ice guys. My bad. <laughs> but set, set, I mean, set 11 has the, um, it's violent race. And then it has three <laughs> core decks to the unison warrior block. Well, that's, that's the other problem here, right? Like unison warrior block set 10 and 11 are the start of it. Yeah. We're already had set 12. We're going to set 13 and this doesn't come out till set 14's out. So like this is in the middle of set 14. Uh, we, we got some good energy coming today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> so like, how can you have people playing a game where they're literally don't have the staples that were printed in the first block because they're too high to obtain. And then there's literally three core pillar decks in set 11. Like there's yeah. Red Broly, which is the premier aggro deck in best of three. Like obviously Majra Vegeta also, but Majra Vegeta also. So we can say it's four core decks, right? right? The BO, yeah, it's in there. <laughs> the, B, the BO1 killer deck, right? Like green aggro killer deck is in that set. Red Broly, the BO3 deck mm-hmm. of choice, right, for aggro players. Baby. It, baby, the control deck is in there. And then Dark Broly, the tempo-based deck. You can't reprint all these cards. Like, it's not possible. Like, could you imagine if they were like, okay, Anniversary Box this summer was going to have all the free counterplays and free counterattacks <laughs> and all the dark. Like, it just, they just can't no, physically no, do no, that. No, no, no. They could they could have print like two or three of them and got away with it, but you couldn't print all of them. Like, this was the way to do it. Yeah, I think this is 100% the way to do it. They have to just reprint those sets. And they yeah. don't come out until set 15. Right. Like, right. sure. Set 15, we're getting a reprint of Osa. And I'm going to tell you now, those people who are like, oh, it's going to lower prices, it's actually not going to lower prices. I think that you're a poser. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that, and I mean that very lightheartedly. But think about it, right? If you're calling yourself a collector because you're sitting on a set of dormant potentials, bro, shut up. Yeah, that's nothing. That's literally nothing. That's nothing at all. Just sell them. Yeah. I literally sold my Kaoken Goku's the other day. Like that card's high prices from DB five and like has has a has a garbage. Reprint. Oh yeah, that card did go skyrocketing yeah. in value. I'm like, this is not a collector card though. This is like a card that you play with, like competitive players play with. You don't need it for any casual decks, but like your competitive players play it because they need it for their decks to answer cards, right? Right. But I'm like, yo, there's no way this card should be worth this, and this card will plummet the moment a card is printed that's better than it. That's right. how it works. That, that's the other thing. This game. So we had this conversation earlier today and a really good analogy is think about blue from the start of the game. What was the negate that everyone played? Weiss coercion. Weiss coercion. And everyone said, Weiss coercion, best card, never going to be a better card. What happened in set five? Dimension magic comes out. Like, damn, they really did that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what, how could you possibly power creep Weiss coercion? Uh, Just untap another one. And make it free if I need to make it free so I can untap two. Right. And then, whoa, imagine this. There's another power creep to D magic. You look at the baby deck, which is the only blue deck you should be playing. Revision baby. You're like, I can D magic. I can draw a card. I can draw a card. Like it's the cards get power crept out and the value of the cards will go down. Your collector cards don't get power crept out because there's no power to collecting. Right. So it's just like Kaokin, Dorm Potential, all these cards like they shouldn't be worth. They'll get power crept. They're gonna get power crept. There will be a dorm potential that literally says uh negate the attack. 
Yeah, and they only get and one they more time. <laughs> Something. Yeah, and you're just like, this Damn. game historically just power creeps. Yeah, it, they always find a way to. Always, every always time. find a way to. And I mean that's perfect because who wants to play with the same cards? Forever? I remember specifically when Medical or Unison dropped, and we were talking about it, and we were like, "Yo, there's no way they print a green Unison Listen, better uh, than Medical." Oh yeah, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> it actually seems like there's uncommon and rare green Unisons that are better than Medical. There's Demigra. <laughs> There's uh the Vegeta in the, the King Vegeta in set thirteen. Uh-huh. There's also the Vegito that goes to set eleven. I mean, yep. I like damn Dark Broly. Dark Broly as a three drop that just always feels better at this point. I'm like mm-hmm. the Vegeta from the anniversary box might be better. <laughs> I'm like, all right, man, they can definitely print so cards. It's ever. it's easy to get caught up in like, no, this card is gonna be good forever, but it's not. It's not. Uh, not. The, even Sensu Bean's not good nor like you look at Blue Decks, they don't even play Sensu Bean. People thought that card was forever good. You're like, yeah, that's not forever good. Only card that has proven to be forever good so far is Further Destruction Champa. I was going to say the same thing. And they need to go ahead and just get rid of that. Like, <laughs> they go, go ahead and get rid of that one. But uh, so like, well, you know, the second edition, I think it's a good idea. They got that survey out. I don't know if you guys seen it. Uh, go look for it. I think it's on the Dragon yeah, Ball I was gonna say, page. I didn't know there was a survey. Yeah, it's attached to something else. Like, uh, I forget who posted it. Is that in the discussion group, maybe? Yeah, I think it's in the discussion okay. group. Okay. Cause I couldn't find it on their main page. So yeah, it's probably, probably somewhere in the discussion group. Um, but move, moving on from that, we're, we're going to hit more of market and things in the main yeah. topic. Uh, we've got, they announced the June to August in-store regionals. Oh yeah. I'm excited. IRL, IRL regionals, IRL events, baby. I love IRL. Like, you know, Jim didn't travel IRL during COVID. I've been traveling. Uh, I'm about to get vaccinated on Friday. So like, even now I'm feeling more invigorated to want to yeah. go travel on Tuesday. I will be fully protected. Now uh, it'll be two weeks after my second one. See, Jim's invincible now. So he, right. he can go Can't to the events with me. That's so, what that means, right? That's what it say. So we'll, <laughs> we'll see how true it is. Right. But, uh, IRL events sounds great, man. Like I applied for, for the store that I'm at. Uh, I have a lot of friends who applied for the stores that they're at. Like, it's, man, I hope we get it here. It's going to be great. It'd be man. so nice to have a regional. I don't have to drive to. Yeah. But I'm going to all. I'm not going to all. I'm going. I'm going to at least three regionals this summer. But you know what's crazy? I was telling Jim about this, and this is slightly off topic, but it's on topic though about these regionals. You know, Bandai has another game, Digimon, out right now. They don't have any regionals. Not shit. Webcam or IRL. They are farming them. So whenever you guys think that Bandai's doing us some dirt, <laughs> yeah, I want you guys to keep in mind they're doing Digimon they, players they, some and, actual dirt. And also think about those other card games. Yeah. We have, we've had it the best. Oh yeah, we've definitely had it best. Like you look at like Pokemon, they've canceled even till next year's season. Yeah. Magic, they're like we'll reconsider it like in 2022. Uh, Yu Gi Oh, Konami just keeps on like pulling the rug. They keep thinking they're gonna get it, and they're like, nope, not right now. <laughs> like, so we do. We've had it good. We've I, had it great. And these online regionals, the pricing is just no, the price is insane. Like, oh my god, you can say they don't count on your resume of how good you are or whatever, but they, they count from my pocket. Though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, <laughs> Bro, I'm making money every time. You're making money signing up, but like when you top 16, one of them oh top God, four, you're like, oh so my plus. Look, I'm getting rich. Uh-huh. So I'm like, hey man, it's just- someone. Uh, I think Jerry said he's paying for a vacation. Yeah, from the bro. I bought, I bought a nine millimeter off the off the first one I topped. <laughs> I literally, taught, I was like, yeah, I need to buy a gun. So I was like, yo, let me sell these cars. I literally like. Four hours, make $1,239. Yep. I was like, damn, that's insane. Yep. There was a couple cards not from them in there, sure, but $1,239 from some like SRs and those cards. Oh, my God. (laughs) But I'm like, what is going on here, man? I'm like, yo, I need this every time, all the time. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll continue to play webcam if they're going to keep giving out prizes like that. Forever. Yeah, forever. Forever and ever. Forever, bro. (laughs) Selling Mecha Freezes for 100 a pop? I'm like, oh, my God. Please. Uh, 
It's crazy. I just sold more cards, actually. I just sold uh, two of my Golden Avengers to somebody. Uh, and they're a vendor. And they paid two twenty five. dollars yeah. I'm like, yo, this the, is the unreal. Money's there. The money's there the, right now. This, that's a vendor. So that means he literally gave me 50%. Like, he... But I didn't care because I was like, I'm not trying to sell these. Like, because people either want a play set of Golden Avengers or they want like the pack. I'm I find I'm finding it hard if somebody wants to buy one solo Golden Avenger. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at those auctions and those auctions are going low. I'm like, yeah, I'm off of that. They have, they have started going lower. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, I need to sell this to the vendor. And the vendor gave me my money for it. I said, that's go. that's what I'm talking about. There you go. But um, uh, but yeah, it's it's exciting that we got IRLs back though. It's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with webcam. As far as now that these are back, I don't know what plans they have. I think webcam's going to go away for uh, that the summer. I think I think that's think so. Yeah, I think I think webcam will disappear for the summer. I think this is their attempt at seeing if they can uh, kind of test the waters. Yeah, it, yeah. You got to test at some point, right? Yeah. They It'd be nice like, to see a hybrid, though. I would like to see a hybrid. I would like to see a hybrid too, just for even after COVID's done, right? Like hybrid. I fine. mean, what 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 harm would it do if they just offered it for shops? Right. Everyone just makes more money. Yeah. There's right? there's no harm. There's no harm. Um, so I would like to see it, but we'll, we'll see. Um, and then the last piece of news, most important, way more important than anything else. Hermit style world cup this Saturday. Get in there. It's going to be professionally streamed by Lobat. Mm-hmm. He does a great job guys. Oh, great job. I, I actually, Mike, you haven't seen the transitions he made yet. I have not, but it is this wild thing where these like Nimbus clouds come across the screen mm-hmm. and then Shenron flies through and then like the clouds open up into the next scene. Oh, that's pretty good. And what? it like goes back and forth and there's like all this wild stuff we're doing. I was up late last night, like pulling different renders of characters and it's going to be sweet. Just yeah. rest I, assured. I, it's going to be sweet. I'm excited. I'm commentating, you know, so it's going to be a good time. And the prizing's wild. Yeah. Prize is wild. I got, I got the surprise in there for you guys. You know, it's going to be good. Mike's got a surprise prize. We got a custom metal leader from Spiral Maui Graphics. This isn't a custom metal leader in that you're picking one of the ones he made. You get to pick a leader and tell him what you like, and he's going to specially design one for you with champion on it and our logo. That's going to be dope, man. I swear there's one leader that I always want to get, but the leader's like unplayable to me, so I'm just not going to buy it. But like he has the Soul Striker one that he did. Is like got Shinron in the back. Oh of, my god! Like, it's god, beautiful. I like, yeah, this shit looks so good. His but, his TN one looks really good too. Yeah, as everyone keeps telling me, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you gotta see it. I'll, I, I'll pull it up. His Majin Vegeta's nuts too. The golden Majin Vegeta one. Where's, oh yeah, all gold. Yeah. Oh my, he's he's gifted. Yeah, he's got some really good like. I mean, people. Some people like criticized him early on. They didn't like his stuff. He has stepped his game up to a whole nother level. Oh yeah, if he got like his original oh. stuff, he was just trying it out. Yeah, he was just getting in, getting his feet wet. You know, I supported him back then because I, I liked it. Oh, that's nuts. I just showed Mike the TN. Yeah, that TN's fire. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's, they got the, uh, like the SPR from set six kind of feel yeah, to it. Yeah, it does. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's crazy. And the uh, the TN itself is all uh, raised from the background. Oh. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 crazy. Here, look, I'll, I'll show you the video. We get a live reaction. Oh. Yeah. That's real nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yo, Bandai needs to hire him. I'm saying, bro. He does way better than they do. Yeah, that's, that's real good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so get in. on top. If all of the stuff we talked about wasn't enough already, Mike's special prizing that's going to be announced day of tournament, 
Chris's uh, metal leader that he's going to design for you. Uh, we've also got a leather hermit style key tag that you'll get. We've got cash prizing. You get leaderboard points towards the hermit style invitational that we'll have more details on later this summer. And also you'll get XP in the discord. Let's see. All those, are, pl- those are all pluses to me. I would, I would do it. So yeah, I look forward to seeing you guys sign up. It's not capped. It's un, you know, many people as possible can sign up. The more, the more the merrier, as they say. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, if you can't make it, the stream will be on the Hermit Style YouTube. Yep. We'll be, we'll be live from there. You can jump in. We'll be interacting with you guys, talking through matchups, all that good stuff. So it'll be a, it'll be a real fun time. Um, all right. But that is everything for news. So we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic. Turtle School Weekly Focus. So we've broken this down into three main areas as we discuss the future of DBS, where we think it's going, uh, just just our opinions in general on just the kind of, uh, I won't even say end game, but just where the game is headed, where we think it will go to. We're going to break it down into competitive play and how we feel just, I think that's most important, right? That's yeah. what we all play for. Yeah, for uh, sure. But then also the market. Yeah. Uh, values of cards and things, which is important to make financial decisions. Cause as weird as it sounds, if you're getting into the game late, you don't, or you just don't have as many opportunities maybe to play and like farm locals, or you yeah. haven't been able to play in the, the webcam regionals, or you haven't been able to get product on pre-order. It does, you know, it takes somewhat of a financial investment. Yeah. So you have to be smart. Farming locals is the best. I farmed, I farmed locals this weekend. I went to Richmond and played at a locals first place. Went to look my locals this weekend. Did not get first place. Didn't even get prizing because I let Ryan beat me and split first place prize. And I said, oh my God, this was free 99 <laughs> opening packs. Mm. But anyways, though. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but, you know, for a lot of people, it does take a, at least to get started. Yeah. It, it, you have to decide like, okay, I'm ready to drop like four I, to seven hundred dollars yeah, on this yeah. hobby, which and for some people that's that's a very large investment. Yeah, I mean hundred percent. I mean, look at minimum wage in America is seven twenty five. So yeah. clearly that's going to be a large right. investment. For that's someone. a long time to save up. Yeah, which I would say though, you know, if you got not market based, but just like getting in, man, you can win without the best cards. Absolutely. Like it, it's 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 proof. I'm going to use Marcel Russell. I mean, he is one of the best players in the game. I'm going to use him as an example. Yeah, it's, it's a little story for you guys. So, you know, I'm on MRG with Marcel, Dalen, Jordan, Ryan, all, like Justin, all the best players that you can think of. We're all on this team together. Marcel play tests a lot. Me and Marcel play all the time together. Marcel has cut Violent Rays from every deck, the red deck he plays. He only plays red decks right now, but he's cut Violent Rays from every deck. Ask anybody to tell you Violent Rays is a staple in every red deck. Like, you got to play it. He's cut it. He sold his, he actually sold his actual Violent Rays. He like put them up and sold them. Which is insane because all you play is Red Marcel. And he's like, yeah, I'm selling these. I don't need them. And he, he's been playing these lists. And everybody's like, what are you doing without playing Violent Race? He's like, I don't need cards. It's not that good. He's like, it's fine. I don't need it, though. And I'm like, I, I mean, I've seen him play the deck. Seems like he's doing fine without Violent Race. And everybody's like, no, he's wrong. He needs to play Violent Race. The man signs up for a, a webcam regional without Violent Race in his deck. Playing King Piccolo. The Six Life deck. He would get fourth place. <laughs> like, no, like this guy, he literally put in a 50 cent common or 50 cent rare where testing opposition instead. Please put four testing oppositions in and said, yeah, I'll be fine. And he was fine. He was more than fine. Yep. So I'm just like, that lets you know, like, just because you see those price tags, don't think that you have to play those cards. There are alternatives. Yep. 
it may not be as pretty. It might make make you work a little differently when you're playing, but you don't have to buy those. That's that's the luxury part of card games. It comes back to the importance of playing too. Yeah. The importance of playtesting. Don't play test based off a price tag. Yep. That's always wrong. Cause then you think green's the best deck every time, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, God, you know, all these green cards so pricey. <laughs> um so anyways, um, yeah, I, I agree with you though. I, I definitely agree with you that there's Sometimes a misconception. Yeah. So you have to be smart and buy in. And then, you know, if, if you do decide to make that jump though and buy whatever deck that you're going to buy, a lot of times it's the SCR, but even then there's decks that you don't even need an SCR. And I'm going to be honest with you. You said SCR is the collector card anyways, right? So you're, That's just, right. you're just adding to your collection at that That's point. That's right. So it's all, it's all in how you think about it and how you position yourself. Um, but we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to talk about just our opinions um, long-term yeah. where, where, the, where the game overall as a whole is headed. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's talk about a little bit about more competitive play uh, in your, in your opinion, where do you see this game heading as far as competitive play? Cause right now we've got a few decks that are very clearly a cut above the rest. Yeah. Uh, but it's very wide open. People are playing all kinds of decks competitively. I don't think it's going to narrow out at all during Unison Warrior. I think Unison Warrior block is going to just have people playing whatever decks they want and doing well with these decks too. Not like they can't do well with them. Like, there's nothing that's just hands and toes like gonna lock out other decks because there's too much variety. Like they've they've made a format that where ten plus decks are playable. So even when like you got the tier point five deck, right? Or I hate using that word. Like I like, do too. But like we'll just say it. There's tier point five decks. I, there are like two of them that we know of. Like in set thirteen, uh, baby and mecha. Like those decks are clearly above everything else. But at the same time, there's so many decks they can lose to that just like in just that pop up. Yeah, just pop up in that ten. Like at the back end of that tin, that room that can just knock them out of a tournament. Yep. Because there's just so many people playing these decks. So I don't think that I think for Unison Warrior block, we're looking at I don't know. I think we get to the point where we might have a tournament where I won't say 16 different topping decks, but I'm gonna go. We're already pretty close. Yeah, to we're it. at 10. Like we're already pretty close. It's a, it's like 10 top different topping decks every event now. I'm gonna say we're gonna hit like 12. I, I think believe we're, it. we're gonna get there. I believe it because the way they're designing them, like you don't have to put down any old deck. Like, I'm still playing a set 11 deck right now. Plenty of people play. There's Red Broly, Majin Vegeta, Dark Broly, Baby, all from set 11. All playable. All done well. Proven. Sin Shinron from set 10. Still killing the game. Fuse of Masu is a deck that's playable. People just choose not to play it because it's the inferior blue deck, which I agree. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's top. It's a great it, deck, it could top an event, though. I, I'm oh, 100% yeah. sure it could top an event. I agree. But Gex, still topping events. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, that right there, that's a lot of decks right there. And then you have your set 13 decks. That's launch, KP. Uh, you mean set 12? Yeah, set, so sorry, you're set 12. That's launch, KP. There's another set 12 deck. Which one is it? Uh, hold on. Turles? Oh, yeah, Turles is topping. Yeah, Turles. That's what I'm saying. That's insane. Yes. That's so many decks still topping. Tanks even topped one of these events re- recently. Yep. And then we still have the older decks that are topping, which is like Invoker, Surge Cell, OG. So we'll Boma. Yeah, Boma, OG Broly. Like, yo, the list is set one. OG Broly. Yeah, the list is long. It's like, oh, it's, there's still Soul Shark, which is technically a Unison Warrior leader now because it's a, it's a reboot. Right. So, like, I, I just named what 19 leaders. There's a lot. I was pulling the renders for each leader. Like, mm-hmm. I was, I'm trying to pull a character for the stream. Yeah. So we're gonna have that character, a render of them for the corresponding leader card. 
I was like, Ethan's going to kill me. <laughs> There's so many renders. <laughs> Goji Nazino just finally got his first top. Yep. Like he did. It's so Dang, much. I forgot about him too. I got to add him. To <laughs> you, you, I, you know, someone's playing. <laughs> someone's going to play it. <laughs> That's, it's in, I mean, I, this is insane. I'm like, I can't imagine any other card game where this is actually possible. Like Yu-Gi-Oh is the only card game that out there that do, other card game that people play that doesn't do rotation like that. They're just like, yeah, you play old decks. It's impossible when you get to see anything like that. Like in Yu-Gi-Oh, you're like, yeah, there was six decks at top, seven decks at best. We're like talking 10. I can see 12. To be honest with you, there might be a 16 different, 16 different decks one time. It could, it could, oh, it could definitely happen. It, it could happen right now. Yeah, it, it could happen right now. But I think once we add the another three or four in from this set and then the following set 14, add another three or four in. I don't know, man. Like. It's real crazy. It's because it's the craziest it's ever been. Nothing's pushing anything out, which is insane. That's not pushing anything out. Like I want something to push something out at this point. I'm begging for it. something. Please push. It's aggro so hard to prep. Here. <laughs> yeah, it's so hard to prep. Like something push aggro sent out. And we just because you can prep perfectly, right? Mm -hmm. And then just hit this wild line yep. in these matchups, and you're like, "What the hell just happened?" I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I haven't played Dark, bro. I've played, I played two of the regionals, webcam regionals, out all the way, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, my last round was against Dark Broly, but I just drew with the guy because he's a friend of mine. But and I played three other ones for the first three rounds just mm -hmm. for the prizing. Yeah, I've played Dark Broly one time. That's crazy. I've played Mecha Frieza zero times. Oh, that's another day, Mecha Frieza. Mecha Frieza, yeah. Yeah, I've played Mecha Frieza zero times in any of these online regionals. Uh, in the online regional specifically, I've played it one time. So, played zero Mecha Frieza's. I have played. Oh, and it's Android sixteen. Also, that's a all right. One. Android sixteen. Um, Android 21, yeah. I'm not going to say is a playable deck yet. I do think there's potential, but it hasn't got the top yet. So I'm leaving that out of the conversation. Okay. You don't have the top. You're not, you're not going to be my playable deck, sure. my playable decks right now. Sure. Uh, but Android 16 got it. And so did Android 13 recently. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't played either one of those decks in webcam regionals yet, but I've played over 20 plus rounds and I'm not playing the same decks over and over either though. That's the other problem. Like, yo, I'm just playing different decks all the time. I played against Lord Slug, which that guy almost topped. Like, you know, round seven, if I'd have lost, he t he tops. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. Lord Slug, if I'd have lost, then Lord Slug would have got there. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's crazy. But, uh, yeah, man. So, I think that we're looking at Unison Warrior Block, particularly. We're looking at a very wide open format competitively. Uh, you, There's no right choice. There's just... And the only reason I say that Mecha and Baby are miles ahead, like or not miles, but steps ahead... Because they have uninteractable things about them. Things right, that, and they can just shut down so many possible yeah. strategies of decks. Yeah, it's like you're there. You don't let their opponent play their game. Every right. other deck is going to let you play your game and, and respond to and, it. And respond to it. Like there are two decks that they are just, just say no. They just say no. They're like no, no, no. And you just got to find a way to get through the no's. Uh, you got to be like a persistent child annoying their parent, finally breaking <laughs> them down. And we all know in parenthood. You know, you break that parent down at some point. They just give in. <laughs> and that's what happens with Baby Mecha at times. So it's going to happen. They're not going to dominate, but they're just like, they feel uphill battles for most decks playing against. But people win uphill battles all the yeah. time. So, so just to change the subject to move the conversation a little more forward. So we know that it looks like the format is going to continue to get more and more diverse yeah. for the unforeseeable future at this point. Yeah. All, um, all 2021. Yeah, I, I would say the whole Unison Warrior block yep. are going to be diverse. Maybe they change that afterwards. Who knows? I would. I would actually like them to change just it. just to switch it up a yeah. little bit. It would be nice. Um, I wouldn't. I, I honestly, I wouldn't even mind going back to like our rock paper scissor, our weird rock paper scissor format yeah. we had in set two. This is a break. 
Just a break. Just a break. Right? Like right? one just format of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. I, don't, I don't need a year and a no, half No, 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 no. But give me a format of that. That's cool. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. Um, but who knows? But do you think, because still primarily, it's it's monocolor decks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you think that stays? Yeah. The incent- there's, there's a lot of incentives to play in the second color deck. We saw it a lot with launch this format particularly. Yeah. But at the same time, with launch being that two-color deck that people were playing, Launch two colorness was like weird. Like red blue was like a, was literally an invoker deck, but that wasn't invoker. That was that was like that's a that's an obscure line you're taking here. Right. The red green version, it's good. Um, I actually think the mono red version is better now. There is a Surge Broly that topped as well. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot Surge Broly topped. Surge yeah. Broly topped. So, so there's, there's another. <laughs> there's another one right there. Boom. Uh, I just don't think multicolor for launch is probably better at this point. I think just being mono red is better. Uh, we've seen Monorail launch top these all these webcam regionals. We've seen it. It's topped. Ritzy did it one time, and somebody else did it also. So, and especially with the new Champ Pack Goku, it was based off the Mono Red version. Right. So again, I'm just like they're pushing. They're pushing for you to play the Mono Red. Yeah. As players, you're choosing not to, but they have definitely pushed play the Mono they're Red. Giving you tools. Yeah, they're giving you the tools to play the Mono Red. I don't see us going to multicolor decks. Like obviously, Android 16 is a multicolor deck that's designed to be that way because it's. it's Yes, it's a new leader. It uses a lot of really old cards, though. Mm-hmm. Or, like, now I won't say really old. Set eight cards. So, like... It's pretty old at this point. That's old at that point, yeah. I mean, it's pre-COVID, right? So, right. like, it's using pre-COVID cards. So, that was... And that was a multicolored time. So, but we've not seen a lot of multicolored. Like, there's no... Like, your Sin... <laughs> it's a multicolored time. It's a funny phrase. <laughs> it is, actually. Uh, your Sin Shinron deck's not about to become multicolored. Baby ain't about to become... Baby can't be multicolored. There's a lot right. of decks that just, exactly. There's a lot of decks that can't. Just can't. Like, they're, it's they can't. literally designed on their right. cards to not be that way. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, let's say we hit... Like, what do, what do you think happens? Because I don't think it changes during Unison Warrior Block. Oh, I agree no. with you. I think they continue to push these different monocolor yeah. decks with... And then, obviously, there's multicolor decks you can play. But yeah. I think the majority of the room is going to be monocolor. Mono. Uh, when we hit... The next block, whatever that's going to be. Oh, it's definitely th- going to be multicolored. I agree. Like they're gonna they're gonna push the idea of playing multicolor because the game becomes stagnant if it's just playing monocolored all the way through for the most part, like all the time. Magic even does this, where it's like, yeah, we'll have there's they they don't really play two color decks in Magic, but then they're like, oh no, we're playing three color decks this format. Like they, they, then they'll have a whole block of three color decks. I want to see a five color deck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Strength of Legends did get that reprint, right? Yeah. You know, it could happen. Maybe it's coming next block. That could that actually could be an indicator. Like for sure, like I would not. I actually think that might have been an indicator that we might actually see a five color deck appear, not during Unison Warrior, but the following block. Yeah. Because why'd you reprint? Or they it? or they just do a last set of Unison Warriors. Just here you go, a little oh, sneak peek at rainbow. the next block. That'd yeah, the first rainbow deck, and then all of a sudden it goes wild. <laughs> the next block. <laughs> I mean, hey man, I'm all about it. If they're gonna do that, that's cool. Oh, I can tell you, if there is a solid rainbow deck that I believe in. It's Jim, all play. Jim's on that. I love, I love those kinds of decks. Yeah, I say. I mean, I like it in Magic. There's a deck called Bring the Light that I used to play a lot in Standard when I played Magic. So I'm all, I'm about it. Also, I, I could see it happen with Strength Legend Goku getting that reprint, but I think the next block is definitely a multicolored block. Uh, there's no way they're like, yeah, we're gonna do model color for three, three years straight. Yeah, I can't see it. Grant, they do know like the the goat format, like the best format that some people fill this game was a monocolor time though. It was a, uh, you know, back in the day set two with the, when the black cards came out right there, that heroes expansion, villains expansion. People say that's the best format. Ever. I don't say that, but people say that type of stuff. And that was definitely a monocolor thing. You might have splashed another color, maybe for like, go yeah, tricolor. Can you, 
Yeah, they're trying to get you, which is a, a unique deck, kind of like launch at this point. Right. And everything else is like, yeah, Cell, Cell Chain, Mecha Frieza. Like, yeah, Red, Blue, Vegeta, and Blue, Green, Vegeta. Yeah, the Mono Blue Vegeta was just better, though. Nah, I don't I think thought, so. I thought it was just better. Nah, I mean, nah, nah, Playing nah. Trompa does not make your deck multicolored. But back then, people felt that way. But. Yeah, but no, I mean, no, you, you still charge, right? You play Saiyan Kaba. I don't play Saiyan Kaba. <laughs> <laughs> but sure, like, at different times, but it was close. I mean, how many red cards in that deck? 12? Not many. Yeah, that's it. Even Blue Green Soul Striker. Blue Green Soul Striker, how many, how many green cards? 12? Yeah, it was a splash. Yeah, it's, it's a splash. Like, that's so small. We play, we probably play 12 off-color cards now, too, if you count uh yeah. S- scr's uh unit not unison but uh what's it called champas over realms we, you can get close to 12 off. you get 12 uh drop effect cards like you know apes were in every deck for a while like that was off colored we probably probably have splashes also but i i think the next block's multicolored this block is gonna remain monocolor dominated but it's it's cool that you can uh I, I I think it's cool that you can play older decks. I think they I think they see that people like to play certain decks, and they're not going to just eradicate like. Oh yeah, oh, I'm so excited to see what anniversary box reveals are. Yeah, I said because oh, they, they have stopped. Like anniversary box reveals this year are going to be insane. People don't even understand. I'm like, all right, they have reprinted all the goofy cards now. They are the anniversary box is going to tie this together. Yeah, this is going to be insane. Like, what cards we get? Like I actually want them to reprint some some baby cards, not Golden Avenger. He doesn't need a reprint, but like maybe my Gohan minion or my Ready to Rumble. That would just be cool to have an alt art. Alt, of, yeah. yeah, that would be sweet. That would be sweet. Because everything's been so archetype locked this past year, so they they have to choose. Just archetype. give me a foil Revenge Big Bang, bro. <laughs> just give me the foil one. Yes, foil alt art Revenge. I was Big gonna Bang. say I think that's coming. I actually, I baby is such a popular deck Please, now. Please Bandai, if you're listening, See, they, there's no reason not to, right? Because that TP needs a reprint. Every time baby's doing well, it goes up to like 30, 40 bucks. Yeah. You're like, hey, man, this car shouldn't be 30, 40 bucks. This is a non-foil car. It's 30, 40 dollars. So I think that we're going to see TPs getting reprinted from this block, and we're going to see some, like, art-type base car. Because there's no, what cards are we playing? Are, I do think Quitsukai, I'm telling you guys now, sell your Quitsukai. I'm pretty sure that's getting reprinted. Like, I will probably bet my uh, all my Quitsukais on it. Because... Realistically, what black cards have we played that are generic besides Brainwash No More? Yeah. It's it's just Quitsukai, right? Like reprint reprint Quitsukai. It's a draft box card too, which they tend to reprint during anniversary boxes. So I think Quitsukai is a card that gets reprinted. I'm sorry, collectors, you know, your Quitsukai collection going Yeah, to, going, the, the SR collections <laughs> is getting even worse. Yeah, it's getting even worse. You so, know. Oh my they're they're hating this episode. Yeah, they're not the collections. So my are, dorments, my Quitsukai's the collection's ruined. ruined. It's just gonna happen that way, but yeah, I think that card—that's the black reprint, right? Because if you look at the black reprints from all the previous years, we, we saw Dragon Radar, and last year's black reprint was what was last year's black reprint. Uh, I have no Mira. idea. Oh, uh, it was Mira. Yeah, Mira. Yep. It's always a heavily played card because the first anniversary box was it was Dragon Radar because Shinron decks people played Shinron decks. You need Dragon Radar. Mira was in all the Broly decks. Well. All right, man. What black card play? If it's secret identity, I'll be pissed. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hate when they do uh, cards. I got a judge. Yeah, I hate when they do that. I'm like, that's, this. I already have the judge. Give me, that, give me something else. That's why I'll be pissed. If it's secret identity, it already has a judge foil. Please. Yeah, but do. who knows? Haru Haru got like a million fucking cards. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Haru Haru has a lot of reprints. 
But I, there's no way they're doing hard horror though. If they do hard horror, <laughs> yeah, I'll quit. I might quit. Man. I might quit. <laughs> I'm selling out. Uh, but uh, I, it's between it's between Secret Identity and Quits Kai. Calling it now. It could be brainwashed no more. But I don't think that. Remember, those are the three options right there. Listen to the podcast. What episode is this? The uh, I think it's 31. Episode 31. Mike's calling it the black the black anniversary box card is either brainwashed no more, Secret Identity, or Quits Kai. Calling it now. Pick one. If I had to bet, it's brainwashed no more. I'd say Quitsukai. I would say Quitsukai, but brain, it's between those two. I more. think it's just, well, I'm trying to, no, no. It's the draft box factor about it. Which, and it is the draft box factor. It's like, what else are they going to reprint that's black? Yeah. No, it's the draft. It could I, be Demigra. I, they did Demigra. Too soon. Maybe. It's DB6. Yeah. If they reprint Demigra, people would just be like, what? But sure. <laughs> sure. I mean, those are your options. Those are the four cards, right? That you can even do it on. And I mean, like I said, I left brainwash more, more off when I first said, but I thought I, I was saying, I was like, it's probably brainwash no more because that card, be. it, that card's like 35, 40 bucks. So is Quitsukai, but Quitsukai could go down simply because there are definitely more copies of that card in the world than there are brainwash no more or plot twist. There's two black cards. Yeah. <laughs> it is both of them. So we're, I think we're looking at TPs and DB five cards and maybe DB six cards that, Maybe I I have a hard I'm having a hard time believing that reprint DB six DB six was on shelves for like three months after it came out, so I'm like I don't know about that one. So I think it's probably a good segue into talking about more of the market. Yeah. Um. So we've seen over the past year, obviously the market has exploded for not just Dragon Ball but many card games yeah. for life actually. For, yeah, like the stock market. Uh, yeah. uh, we've got crypto, uh, all these crazy things going even on. Even like webcam and accessories, like just everything, even PS fives. Right. Everything's it's, booming. Everything's booming. All this money, all of a sudden, out here. All the Trump money. Mm-hmm. Hey, Trump dollars. <laughs> Need those. But um. Uh, so. As far as the market goes moving forward, what do you think happens? Like if we're having the same conversation next year, what do you think we're saying about the market? It bursted. I think so too. It bursts. Uh, you can actually see part of the burst right now. If you look at certain cards, they're coming down. Competitive cards are still staying high. Like current competitive, yeah, cards. current competitive cards. Like the ones you're like, Oh, these decks are topping. You look at the cards like, damn, this is like 30, $40. Yeah. Even some of them are like 70 bucks, like Violet Rays. But when you start looking at some of these older cards, they like look at the six. The SIGs are coming down. Me and Jim were just looking at earlier. A lot of the SIGs are coming down. Not Goku and Vegeta, but Goku and Vegeta should never come down, right? They are Dragon Ball, like which is my whole thing about collectors. When collectors say that this set being this set reprints on second edition, it's I'm like there are no iconic SCRs in there. SS4 Broly is not iconic. That's not a real character. That's Dragon Ball Heroes. Baby Hatch. I made this joke in the Discord earlier because they were talking about it. I said, please tell me who defeated Baby Hatch. <laughs> no no, no collector knows. <laughs> I know who defeated I'm not even going to tell you guys. You know, if you I have can, no idea. If you can message me who defeated Baby Hatch, I'll pay you two bucks. Can't look it up, though. No, you can't look it up. Like, you got... Don't be a dick. Yeah, you don't be a dick about it. Like, if you can literally like, be like, hey, this guy... And tell me, said PayPal you two bucks. <laughs> I need, I need you, I need to know what the whole animation look. I need the whole thing because I've seen it, right? I saw Baby Hatch lose. I need to see how. I need you to tell me how it played out. But uh, anyways, like they, they don't know. Collectors have no idea who beat Baby Hatch. And in the Fajito Unison, oh my god, that car is awful for one. And two, it's Zeno Fajito. It's not even Fajito. Yeah, there's no collectability to that card. There's no collectability to that card. All right, so let's go set ten. SS3 Gotenks, adult version. 
not real. Like we've never even seen. <laughs> <go> <laughs> That's terrible. That's not a real thing. Uh, the SS4 GoGeo, that if you like GT, that is a real thing. It, it, Maybe. Beckett, someone brought it to me. They said Beckett put that card on the front of their magazine recently. That's cool and all. That's Beckett don't know nothing about Dragon Ball either, though. Like the collectors really set the market and the, the market has boomed so hard on everything that it's just like it's a real collector will know. You would know. I don't want to SS4 Gogeta cards. I think we are. If you've ever um, if you've ever looked into like stocks and seen, I don't know if you've seen this, Mike, but there's this thing they call like the psychology of a market cycle. Yeah. Um, so I think what has happened is during COVID, we hit this like huge spike. And I think we've recently hit this feeling of euphoria yeah. where we've gotten to this all time high and you have people feeling like they've hit, like they're going to be rich because yeah. of these cards. And I think we have just recently started to see the slight decline into complacency yeah. to where I think we're going to see these cards stay high for a little bit. And then I believe over the next six months, we're going to see this downtrend. Oh yeah. I think uh, we're going to see this downtrend. And if if you look at the, the psychology, it's a graph here. Like, I don't know if you've seen this before. Um, but if you look at basically the psychology of it, you can see where you have this huge spike, which is what all the buyouts started when we got our stimulus checks. Right. Mm -hmm. We saw all these big buyouts and we saw insane prices. Oh yeah. People were paying them too. Like yep. you could look <laughs> at the auction sites, people are paying them. And almost everyone who bought SCR is about, I don't know, I can't remember time frame perfectly, like a month and a half ago, I'd say. Yeah. Um, prices have gone down for most of them. For sure. Prices have gone down for most of them. So I think we've, that was like probably over the past couple of weeks, we hit the peak of euphoria for most of them. And we're now starting to drop down and pretty soon we're going to hit this feeling of complacency. And I think over the next six months or so, we're, I think it's going to run just like that psychology train goes and you're going to see us go through these motions of anxiety, denial, and panic as these prices just plummet because these SCRs aren't going to hold value just because they're limited. There's yeah. too many sets and you have to remember they're doing three SCRs every set. Yeah. And we still have th like, think about how many cards that is. Everyone is not going to hold these crazy yeah. everything, high dollar everything values. Everything can't be money. Like that's what I collect comic books. As I said earlier, I collect comic books. I know for a fact that every comic book isn't money. There's no way. Like, will it keep its cover price? Maybe. Like, hopefully. That's what you hope when you buy a comic book, that it retains its cover price over time. Like, literally, that's all you're hoping for. That's that's the game. Anybody who collects comic books will tell you, like, if I'm buying a current run, I hope that these books keep their cover costs, like the $299, $399, whatever it is, because it, it can easily become a dollar book very fast. Now, we look at some of these SCRs, I mean, if it isn't iconic, why are we saying it's worth all this money? I, I cannot, for for the love of God, I cannot figure out how someone can say that a SS3 Go Tanks is $100. Like, one, unplayable. Two, who is that character? I Jim hates heroes. Jim is- Heroes sucks. He hates it. I'm sure most of y'all listening to this hate heroes or have never even seen heroes. Like Heroes is a Japanese card game that they recently turned into a a, a cartoon. I don't even call it an anime because they're like. Is that the Nintendo Switch game that I have? Yes. Is here? Okay. Yeah, that's the that's the arcade. I started playing. That's it. the arcade import. It was, it was boring. I mean, I like the game. But Did you? Yeah. Maybe I need to push through it. I'm still on like the going through tutorials and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. It's, it's taking so long in the beginning. Yeah, that's true. But it's just arcade import. Literally, the arcade popular game, Dragon Ball Heroes, over there. They imported the Switch, but uh. 
like just people don't like that stuff for the most part like it looks cool obviously it's dragon ball art but it's not the my nostalgia is connected to right like you guys like you everybody knows charizard's the money card in pokemon it's charizard right yeah we all know this okay why is Charizard the money card? Let's 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 look at this. Like I know we're getting we're we're Dragon Ball, but let's look at why Charizard's a money card. Because this is this is half the reason of why our market is like this. Because people want the next Charizard. They that, want the next that, one to yeah, make money. Exactly. So there's Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise. They were all hollow rares. An original an original Pokemon set came out. Okay. Ash owns a owns a Bulbasaur, a Charmander, and a Squirtle. He has all three of them. So they're all iconic characters on the show. His main Pokemon is Pikachu, though, who he is also worth the money every time. Also, but he's not the big one. It's Charizard. Ash levels up Bulbasaur into Ivysaur. Squirrel always stays Squirtle. And Charmander does turn into Charizard at some point. The first video games in America were Blastoise and Charizard on the covers. In Japan, they were Charizard and Venusaur on the covers. Okay, so the common theme here is... Charizard is the only one that went to the max level and he has the most appearances in the early video games, right? Like he's on the Japanese game and the American game and he's Ash's go-to guy. Ash needs Charizard to do well in the first season. Okay, that's cool. That's Goku for Dragon Ball. Charizard Yeah. Vegeta is Pikachu. Like that that's the equivalent of who these characters are cuz there's no Ash card, right? So you look I can at get behind that. You look at Vegeta cards as Pikachu cards, which if you look at the pricing on our Vegeta cards, they're they're up high, but they're not as high as our Goku cards because he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. Charizard is. Okay, why in the world are we thinking all these other things are worth all this money like that? There's no way. We can literally yeah. look at the Pokemon market and we can tell. The only reason like old Pokemon, like I have a, I have a Shining Gyarados. I have the Delta, the Delta Rare Gyarados where he's the, where he's the electric still. I also, I'm looking for the one where he's fire also because I collect these cards. I love Gyarados. But like those cards are worth money because of their age. They're not worth money because they were hard to get and from the show. They're worth money literally because of their age. So you were telling me you expect Dragon Ball to last over 30 years. Dragon Ball Super Dakarian lasts over 30 years pretty much if you're collecting these cards for the reason of age. I, and there's so many other things that go into that too. Yeah, like a, there's the a relevancy of Pokemon. Pokemon's the number one intellectual property in the world. It's literally the most the of all the IPs that's made the most money. Dragon Ball is like number eleven, number twelve. Very popular. Yeah, sure. But from number one to it number, is not Pokemon. It's not Pokemon. Nothing is Pokemon at all. Like the most expensive Magic card, the Granddaddy game of them all, the Black Lotus. You, like I think the last one sold is like forty two k right now. Well, there's Charizards were far more money than that. Like, yeah. so and Magic came out first. So you're the IP is what's driving the price of that card. You cannot tell me the Dragon Ball IP is driving the price of SS3 Go Tanks, SS4 Broly, like of these fake characters that no. there's no nostalgia to. Nostalgia is what drives collectors. Collectors are not buying these cards for non-nostalgic reasons. Well, maybe some are, and they're just bad collectors. They don't know what they're doing because that happens all the time too. Somebody's got to, sure. someone's got to be bad at something. Like. Uh, <laughs> That's just realistic. Like everybody, if everybody's doing it well, that means someone's doing it better because there's, it's just, that's just the way it works. So like maybe the bad collectors, sure. Wasting their money, buying these SCRs at high prices that just don't aren't going to retain. A real collector would know the cards you want are like winter stamped Emperor Death Bean, the Ribrian, the Denial of Hope, the King Vegeta, those cards, those are collectible promos. Why would you want base set stuff, base set stuff, of a game that I don't know last 
what we what we get? We're on year what four and a half, three and a half right now. What year are we on? Year three and a half. Yeah, we're on year three and a half right now. This March. I think we get at least six, seven more years minimum. Six, seven more years sounds good. I agree. I think I can see this game going. This game's healthy enough right now. Even like if the next two years suck, the game doesn't die. And then no. they could, and hopefully within two years you can figure out how to rebalance but I think your game. It could, I think it could easily be another fifteen years. I think it could be 15 plus. All right. You know, my argue, my argument about it not being 15 plus and has nothing to do with the game. The voice actors for Dragon Ball are going to die soon. Right. So there's no youth coming in. Pokemon has maintained its way because of youth. They can, they're able to keep on having Ash catch them and the gang on TV. We're looking at Dragon Ball not being on TV no more. Most likely we're not going to see Dragon Ball on TV. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like we love Dragon Ball Super. T.O.P. was great. The Zamasu was great. It, I read the manga. Jim doesn't read the manga. The, the current manga stuff is amazing, actually. It's, like, much better than the stuff we got in the anime, to be honest. But the problem is Goku's voice actor is 82 years old. How long can she keep doing this? We know she's not doing it. There's no super this year or next year. Confirmed. There's no. There's nothing on books for Toei. So she's going to be 84? <laughs> That's rough. That's rough. Like, can she do it? Like, Bulma's voice actor already died, and they don't replace voice actors. That's a Japanese anime tradition thing. They don't replace voice actors. So we have no more Bulma. Goku, if Goku's lady dies, it's over. This is one Toriyama himself is getting old. Even though Toy Toro is uh the other the animator for like for it, he's like does the anime, he does the manga, and he also helps out with the anime. He's younger, but at the same time, can we really expect Toriyama to keep going with the storytelling for 15 years and have voice actors have the voice actors alive? I just don't life expectancy. I know Japanese people live longer than most people on this planet. It's like I'm not making this up, guys. It's like a real thing. Mm. Japanese people live longer, but she's just old. Like 82 is very that old. Is old. So if we don't have a Goku voice actor. We ain't got no anime. So can can we bring in children? Because that's how we all got brought in. All the millennials, we got brought right. in as children. Can we bring in children to follow this game? I don't know. Like Jim's been smart. He's been buying the actual collectible cards lately. Like. Yeah the winter promos and stuff like that. That's stuff that collectors would know to buy because it's limited. There's no way you think a base set for a game that sees play and has regional tournaments. That's, that's not the collector stuff. Like, yeah, the SCR is like, you're like, Oh, the Goku apex. Yeah. It's maybe you get one in the case, maybe and it's Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. That's worth a lot of money. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. But outside of that, I mean, I think the, when you're talking about collectible cards, you're, out of base sets, you're talking about the eight signature rares. And yeah. even those, not all of them will maintain a high, they will maintain more value than your normal SBR. Absolutely. absolutely. But you, when you're talking about signature rares, it is going to be Goku, Vegeta, Vegeta. Yep. Maybe Gohan and Trunks. Maybe. And that's maybe. a big maybe. That's a big maybe. Because like Gohan's voice actor is Ken Mercer and he does do other animes. So that could like carry his signature up, right? I think, no, I don't think he's no, the one hit, who signed that's it. That's hit. That's it's, hit. Um, Hit's, hit is Ken Matt, Mercer. That, no, Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer is hit. Yeah. Um, the Gohan voice actor is Kyle Herbert. Yeah, I don't know what else he does, but Matt Mercer, my bad, sorry. Matt Mercer does. Matt Mercer's oh, fame. He's a, he's a famous voice actor. Yeah, famous, so maybe hit goes up over time just because he has Matt Mercer's signature on it. It could. Not because he's hit, though. It's unfortunate that he's hit. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It, it, like, it, that's a really hard card to judge. Yeah, it's very hard. Trunk's voice actor is not very famous. Um, I don't know, but he is trunks. He's iconic. But it's, people, right, it's trunks. He loves trunks. People, people, love, people love trunks. trunks. And the, if, you know what? The Gohan would be worth more money if it was the kid Gohan. If it was teenage Gohan. Yeah. Instead of, maybe. instead of, uh, adolescence Gohan, which you guys are probably like, what? Adolescence, like the adult Gohan. Yeah. If it was teenage Gohan, Cell Saga Gohan, 
Oh, that's yeah. That's like the most famous. Gohan. Yeah, that's the most famous. Gohan. People hate Gohan in Buu Saga, People, but that wasn't um, Kyle Herbert. Who was that? Uh, I don't. I don't remember. But that wasn't Kyle Herbert yeah. that did that. Whoever did that voice actor, if they did that Gohan, that signature is worth the big bucks. Uh, Frieza, Frieza is actually a very popular character, and his signature is only like five hundred bucks. Like, that's insane. He's only five hundred dollars. When you look at Goku, who's eighteen hundred, you're like, yeah. They're like yin and yang when it comes to like the fighting. Me personally, uh, my opinion is I think we have hit a peak for most of the signature rares. Oh, I also agree. I think it is time to sell. Personally, that's what I'm going to be looking to do. The only signatures that I'm looking to hold are going to be the Goku, Vegeta, and Vegeta, and Vegeta. which you should hold. And then I'm also holding the Apex and the Awakened Power. Yeah. Anything else is either me just wanting to keep it for just I enjoy having my cards. Yeah. Or um, I'm selling. And that's how it should be because these cards just simply, they're not the character. Other than that, it's the winter cards. They're not Charizard. If you're now, not- I can tell you what, if they come out with an iconic Goku art on a winter card. Oh my God. I'll play every event to get that. Yeah. Every single one. I don't, be I don't care where it's, I'll travel every weekend it's to try to get insane. that. So that's, that's, that's the point. Like the collector market is not the, what's what people think it is. Like it's fake. Like if you, how most people can't even tell me they know like the collectors who are spending these big bucks. It's because most collect there aren't actually many collectors or scalpers. Yeah, they're, they're literally scalpers. A scalper is not a collector. That's I'm glad you said that. They are two different things. One is like a predatory animal trying to like get in where they can. <laughs> like that's a real thing. No. All right. So I'm not gonna say. <laughs> like there are scalpers who come to a shop that I'm at all the time. All the time. They have lots of Pokemon product. I mean, lots of it. Is this person a collector? No, they're in here haggling to get the best deal on the sealed Pokemon product they have. They're not a collector. This person just wants to make a quick buck. Yeah, it's want to flip it. Do I fault them? No. Like, make your money. Yeah, make your money. You know, they're not hurting anybody, right? There's people out here murdering people for money. There's like yeah. crazy stuff that goes on in this world. You so, sold something that someone willingly gave you money for. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But a collector is someone who wants to hold on to something because of the feeling that it gives them. Right, they, they, they want it. They that's want me. It. Yeah, that's I'm Jim. a fucking, well, okay. No, I refuse to say the word hoarder because that would make my girlfriend correct yeah. and tell him that I hoard things. But it, it's a good feeling, though, yeah. to have that collection. Like, for example, uh, before Dragon Ball, everyone knows I played the spoils, if you're a long-time listener. I have a master set of the spoils. It sits in my closet. He there does is have a, it. There is a binder for every single set with a play set in every sleeve of literally 001 through however many cards there were in that set, full play set, every single card, every single promo, every single alt art. Yep. And, and I love it. How much is it worth, Jim? Oh, not shit now. <laughs> Cause I kept it, but that was the point. I never worked so hard to sell those cards. That was never my intent. Yeah. My intent was that I wanted it for my own personal collection to have. I, I said that that was my point. That's what I wanted to get. Like yep. you just, it was a lot of work to get those cards and they're not worth anything for right. all these days. But I still love it. It was like in that journey of getting there, like constantly like trading, looking at sites, making deals, like uh, traveling to these events, winning cards, running events for the spoils to get exactly. more cards. Now think about it this way, right? When, so someone, so the kind of arguments what I'm saying right now, someone would be like, well, I buy a lot of silver products. Yeah, so does that make every every brick and mortar store a uh, collector? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to fight. Does that make every brick and mortar store a collector? They literally bought all the product that you're buying from them. They could just say, hey, I'm holding on to this instead right. and sell you nothing at this point. Yeah. Is he a collector or is he scalping? He's scalping. Right. He, he's literally just trying to make more money knowing that it's, got, it's limited, it's less out there, and they want to flip it. And that's what's happening in this game. You see brick and mortar stores selling things are way higher yep. than what their MSRP is because they're like, yeah, 
why would I not? Like, because there's no rules to this. This is the stock market with no rules. Like, right. And, and if you want to get mad at someone about it, Bandai is the one to talk to. Yeah, for sure. They, they could print more product, which then kills the collectible market for the scalpers, not the actual collectors. Because collectors. Right. Collectors don't care about don't those care. cards that you can eat. I can get any full set card so easily. I, I can tell you how right now uh, with no connection. I go into Game Nerd six months early and click pre-order. Yep. And then I keep the cards I want and sell the rest. Absolutely. Every I can time. have any single SCR or card I want as long as you have 700 to put down in a case. It's, that's how it works, right? I mean, that's, or 800, I, whatever it is. It's around seven, there. It's seven, I think it's 740. It's yeah, whatever they charge. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? So a collector only has to really put in. And seven, there's no risk. You always make your money back. 740 every four months. All right, man. I don't, this doesn't sound like collecting at this point, right? If they're doing it that way. But like, you know, you're just going to, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to fall victim to people saying, I'm a collector. You're not a collector. You're somebody who's looking to make money off of this game. Your intention was not to actually collect it. And the crazy part is for the people complaining about the second edition reprints, your goal is to make money. Go make your bread right now. Yeah, Sell it. your dormants right, right now, now and make your bread and you win. You don't it, have to complain. You actually know the reprints coming. That's it. That's it. I'm, who's collecting SRs? <laughs> I have never once. Like Jim has all the SRs. Sure. Like I'm, I'm guys, I had a lot of product, man. Jim will tell you, I used to, have, I used to, oh, yeah. I used to be a collector, unorganized collector. I just had everything. It was insulting. <laughs> but like, I walk into Mike's house, there literally just be SCRs just scattered across his table. My, my cell Zinner right now is like in a, in a like five row box. And I don't know where it's at in that box. <laughs> and I don't care. But like, that would probably drive somebody insane knowing that that card is expensive. It's just, but I don't care because I'm not a collector. But I once had a lot of cards. And I looked at myself. I said, yo, what am I doing here? I'm not collecting this game. Time to start making money. And ever since I've been doing that, I've been bringing in a lot of money. Hey, I'm not going to lie. I have looked at my collection recently and been like, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I'm looking at it like I could just like stop working for like seven months. I could yeah. go take a vacation. You do a lot of wild stuff, bro. I'm telling you, like right now, I just made, I, I was like, I need new tires on my car. I drive a, I drive a pretty, pretty nice car. Like I'm not going to brag, <laughs> but I drive a pretty nice car. Yeah. Uh, I, my tires are expensive. I was like, damn, time to sell some Dragon Ball cards. I literally hit a vendor up. I say, hey, man, you want to buy these cards? He said, absolutely. $1,200. Send it your way right now. Priority mail them to me. Sure, bud. <laughs> I, it was like maybe at best 60 cards. Here, dude, take them. He took them. Months ago, PBG, big bucks. Other transactions with other vendors, big bucks. I've literally been making $1,000 transactions nonstop in the, in the year 2021. I've made at least $1,000 transaction, at least one every month off selling cards. So what I'm saying is like, there's money to be made. Why wouldn't you just sell your dorm potentials? I've been selling dorm potentials like candy. Every time I get one, I sell it. There's no way I'm holding on to that card. Mm -hmm. Zero way. Absolutely. And now that you know it's getting reprinted and its price is still high, why would you not just sell it? <laughs> like, know. yo, you just sell it. They're like, yo. It is wild. Like, as soon as I saw, as soon as I saw a dormant go past 50, they would have been gone. Yeah. I'm like, as a, as a fake collector, the scalper, and the, you know, like I've got this dormant potential. I got like 20 of them. Okay. They're reprinting. I'm mad. How about you just sell them now? Yeah. And get them. more when they get reprinted. Throw them up for 50 bucks, bro. That's a grand in your pocket. I mean, yeah, that's a, if you don't, but you're going to make more than 50 bucks because people still buying them for that's, 65 that's, that's what I'm saying though. Like you didn't spend nowhere near that on those cards. Stop playing with me. I'm like, you guys are out here. You're crying about something that you have no business crying about. Yeah. Like, and if they put that second edition stamp on, I don't think it hurts anything, but I don't think it helps anything either, to be honest. I like, don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. Like, 
know, like collectors will be satisfied with that. What were you satisfied with that for? Like, there's a collector out here trying to buy violent rays. <laughs> like, man, what, I want a collectible card. Uh, if any collectors want my card. Collectors also pay a premium. Okay, on cards. you know what? Here, here's a great example. Here's a great example. As we're talking. Think about Pokemon, right? Okay, now think about the best trainer card that you could play, uh, in like a competitive deck. Yeah. Uh, a year ago, and let's say you got power crept is no longer relevant. Is that card worth money? Uh, I don't know. Not yeah, a little bit because they have another format, but it's not worth what you think it is, though. So okay. like, there's this card. Uh, oh my god, he says literally says draw seven. I want to say it's Professor Bill. Oh man, I played Pokemon competitively. I remember it's a card. It says draw seven. Discard your hand. Draw seven. It's literally what okay. it says. I think I know. What, I think I know what you're talking there about. There used to be Professor Oak back in the old game. Yeah. And then they made it another. They stopped. They never reprinted Professor Oak, and they made it another card with the same effect. Okay. It's but uh, so it's very popular card. Everybody always plays four of it in their deck. Why would you not play a card? It's yeah, just, sure. I was like, yo, I was like, what's the what's the full art of this card worth? They're like, oh, like twenty bucks. I was like, twenty bucks. This effect is broken. They're yeah, like yeah, but they're like, who's this character? No one cares. I'm like, very go. good point. The only the only uh, supporter trainer, what do you want to call it, that's been worth big bucks from Sun and Moon. We're gonna talk about Sun and Moon, not uh, Shield and Sword, because that's what's going on now. Is uh, Lily, and that's because people are perverts. <laughs> not because she's like she's like the co-star of the sh that that season, right? Uh -huh. And like she's just got like this like I don't know people like it. She got this ponytail art thing. I'm like I don't know. They're like that's my waifu. I'm like that's a little girl. It's, that's like not your waifu. <laughs> but whatever, right? Like people are just into that. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, people it's, are weird. People are into that. They, they, I'm not here to judge. When I say you're perverts, I'm just being funny. Like Master Roshi's a pervert. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's literally <laughs> looking at girls all the time, losing his mind. But like they're just into it. I'm not into it. I like my animes that have muscular guys on them. You know that's my thing. I like Goku. <laughs> so, but. It's one of those things I'm just like, that's what that one's worth money and all the other ones, but there's a really sexy one. The girl's name is it's a grown woman. Her name's Olivia, and she's worth like 10 bucks. I'm like, what? I have I have like two Olivia cards, actually. <laughs> I'm like, yo, this lady's hot. But uh, anyways. Um, so well, I, I feel like it's a pretty good opinion. So, I mean, in my opinion, though, for the market, right? I think that the market's gonna crash. Oh, it's gonna crash. I think it's gonna crash hard very soon. I think it's gonna be, I think it's already started. The, let me phrase that the fake collector market crash. Fake collector market because the crash. winter cards are never going down. No, those are going that's, up, and that's what I was about to say. With the exception of, uh, I'm not even going to say all winter cards. No, I will the hard to attain ones. I will say some of the winter cards and the Vegeta, Goku, Vegito, Awaken Power, Apex. I think yeah. those are your safe ones. Yeah, I think. I also. I, I think you could roll the dice on some of the other six. Set two Vegito. I think it's safe. Um, set two Vegito SCR and the set three Goku SCR yeah. because they actually do have, they are the least printed. Isn't that what yeah, you said? They're, they're, they're the, the least they're, printed they're the least SCRs. Print, the least printed SCR because that was when the game just wasn't printed. And they're both sense. prominent characters. Mm -hmm. Now the S, now the set two one though is also the first SCR. Yeah. The card's beautiful. Oh, yep. The card is like literally a work of art. I mean, if you go just look PSA's population of these cards, grade it, they're very low. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I could see that too. I yeah. could see that too. I don't think there are many other cards though. I'm looking at, and I'm talking like years. Like I'm going to hold this for years because uh -oh. I think I might have huge money on my hands. Now those cards, sure. If you want to hold them, I think they could potentially go up in value over the course of years. Yeah, I agree. I think they just, I think they steadily go up. Like I think everything else, the bubble bursts, market comes down back to normal where it's pretty much always been. Yep. Cause you like, you just need time. You need what they call a skin in the game, time in the game, whatever you need time. Yeah. You can't say this three and a half year old game has a fucking fuck ton of thousand dollar cards. Now I will say the growth of awakened power is impressive. Yeah. That's 
But that's you can blame it on PSA though. PSA put that article out, hyped it up real high. Yeah. I mean, either way, it's impressive. It's impressive when you look at that compared to the value of Charizard. Like if you look at the yeah. two charts over time. Oh yeah, it just shit blows Charizard out of the water. Yeah. Now, is it actually going too long term? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't no, think so. Nothing because Charizard, Charizard has a whole other story that we don't even need to get into because yeah. we're already an hour and eleven minutes in. But the, my point is that I think. Goku especially could continue to go up. I think that's a fine hold if you oh, yeah. want, but understand every, all of it's a risk. Oh, like, yeah, it's just it's, like, it's just like owning any kind of investment. Yeah. It's if you consider it that I and see. your intent is to make money, you got to weigh your options. I mean, you maximize your profits, right? Like this is time to maximize your profits. Right. Like unless you bought in for Goku. I'm already scared. I'm not going to get my SIGs back from PSA to sell in time before the crash. Like I was actually, cause me and, um, Chris, yeah. uh, we both sent in a big package of PSA and, I remember it, and that. they're so packed up right now. It's just stuck. Yeah. Uh, so we're waiting. It's been two months now that they've had that since they've received our package um, and no updates or anything. So we're just waiting and I'm scared that these cards that I paid to get graded by the time I get them back, most of the SIG market will have crashed. Like yeah. that's an actual concern I have right now. I'm, I'm to the point where I'm like, man, I, there's a chance I would have been better off not even sending, just selling raw, just selling raw at this point, because there's a chance I would have made more selling them raw today yep. than whatever they will be graded. And who knows oh, when yeah. we get it back. You're hundred percent correct. And that, I sold all my stuff raw. Like I'm, I'm very big in just selling all my stuff raw. I got, I got scared early in COVID. I was like, when it was right, I said, this time to get rid of stuff. It's getting too high. I only kept Goku and Apex. Yeah, I remember that. Like, I was like, there's just no way. I mean, I'm clearly, I was clearly wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sure. see, like, this is me saying I'm wrong. You know what I'm right. saying? Like people, yeah. I was wrong. But I know it's a co it's a COVID bubble, man. Like there's this talk of a four stimulus check, so I expect one more spike if it happens. However, getting greedy is also when you get in trouble. Yep. It's a, if you wait too long and the market crashes, now you lost. So you know it's all it's all in perspective, and I mean it's all in hindsight, right? Yeah. Like you can you can look back and say, oh yeah, Mike was an idiot and wrong, but you are uh, also safe in securing your investment yeah. and making the money. You like I have a price, right? Like mm. I have a price of mine for cards that yeah. like this where I'm like, okay, if it gets to this point, I will sell and look to buy back at a later date and time to make yeah. my profit. Absolutely. That's the same thing. Like I told myself if Frieza ever dips down to like 200 again, I would buy Frieza. If Goku mm. ever dips down mm. to like 400, 500, I'm buying Goku. Like I'll buy these cards again when they hit the price that I think that and I can make a profit off of. I got those cards for dirt cheap when I got them. Oh yeah. Like, I got my Goku for 70, my Vegeta for 110. Yeah. Uh, you get, I, you get these cards years. for a low price. Like I was comfortable selling what I sold them at because exactly. I got them for such a low price. Why, yep. would, why would I not? And the nice part is if you have not sold all of them, like let's say you have a collection of six, right? Yeah. Well, you can mitigate all risk by just selling at a high, the non-desirable ones that we talked about. Yeah. Like you can sell off hit. You can sell off Beerus. You can sell those for a high. If, and this is for people who bought in when they were like around a hundred, right? Yeah. You can sell them off now, make back all the money you spent buying all of them. And now you won't have as many feel bad moments if the market were to crash, because now yep. you're playing with money that isn't yours. Yep. It's playing with the house money, as they call it. That's right. So, I mean, that that's actually the perfect way to go about it. So, but I just think that the market is going to crash and it won't crash. Like, cause I mean, this game was dirt cheap, like set five, set, set five, uh, four, three, uh, the beginning of six until like the SC, like, you know, the SCRs are pricey, Boo and Broly, and the Broly deck was pretty pricey. Kid Koo was okay priced. 
wasn't that expensive because like it didn't have anything crazy in it. It didn't start going up at set seven. The prices started like rising again. Yeah, I and think we're gonna go back to set seven, set eight prices on cards. Yeah, after this bell, and we've already seen now Bandai is responding. Yeah, right. Like, Bandai is responding to the complaints of the pricing. So we're also gonna. I would imagine this is not gonna be the first action Bandai takes to lower the overall value yeah. of base set cards. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna. But see, some people's fear is they're gonna reprint Apex, right? They're never reprinting. That. I don't think they will. There's no reason, right? They're reprinting their current block. They could. They, I mean, they can do whatever they want. It's their game. Right. But there's no incentive to actually reprint no. that set. That's actually going to piss people off for real. And they make them want to quit. Now you're just reprinting like classic sets at this point. Because now you've actually made the real collectors angry. Yeah, you made the real collectors angry. You making people mad about your hero SERs? They don't care. Like, <laughs> no. you're, you're faking it. Like, they're like, I, our players need these cards. So they reprint them. There's no talk of TOP being reprinted. There's no set nine, no set seven. They're not even mentioning that stuff. There's no reason to. What cards do we play out of set nine? Very few of them. And they're SCRs. They're not reprinting cards because of SCRs. They're reprinting cards because the SRs are hard to obtain. SRs should not be hard to obtain for people. Like, in no world. You'd be like, yeah, this is super rare. I just can't get my hands on it. That's like in Yu-Gi-Oh! If you told me it was hard to obtain the ultra rares, I could get ultra rares in Yu-Gi-Oh! with ease. Like, yeah, they might be with a little price tag on them, but, like, it shouldn't be breaking the bank. Right. So... No, I agree. I agree with all that. Um, so I guess last thing before we move into results of training overall for the game. Um, I think we both agree that the market will crash for base set cards. Oh yeah. It will continue to go up for the truly collectible cards. I yeah. don't think we've hit the peak of euphoria in those. No. Um, I, I think that they will continue to climb, but again, this at no point of any point of this podcast, is this any kind of financial advice to anyone? No, I'm not telling anyone to buy anything. Yeah, there's no financial advice being given here. This is just our opinions on the market. Um, but I think that as far as longevity of the game, I think overall it'll be, I don't think it will, I don't think it'll negatively impact the game at large. No. I think the game will continue to thrive for quite a long time. I think it helps the game. There's the reprints. Let's be honest. I like, agree. The competitive game players need these cards. I get tired of hearing people say, I don't, I can't play because I don't have X card. All right, well they're taking care of it now. Like yep. you can play. Yeah. If but, you've ignored all of the advice that we've given you that to to get around those barriers, right. now Bandai is physically removing them. Yeah. Like we've shown you, hey, there's a big barrier in front of you. You can literally take two steps to the left and then walk forward, bro. You'll be okay. Yeah. And uh, they've said no, and Bandai said okay, and they came in and picked up the barrier for it. you to walk forward. Exactly. So I'm going to tell you guys now, set to 11, I have a lot of friends who are, uh, we call vendors and big spenders in this game. Yeah. They are they are ready to screw you guys over. They already got their plans in play. I'll tell you now, you need to buy that product. Don't try to buy the singles. Yep. Their game plan is to buy as much sealed product as possible and lock you out of it. Like they're going to take down their listings. Pre-order. Yeah, you can pre-order. But they're going to take down their listings. Like, So I'm not going to use any names or anything. But I know for a fact, they're going to take their listing down. Like, and they're going to let the market play out with like the smaller sellers on TCG Player. Let them sell the card. Sure, you sold those cards. Cool. I now have 9, 10, 12 cases of this shit sitting in my house. Okay, now I'll start slowly releasing them back out there. What do you think the price on these cards is now? Yep. Dumb high. Yeah. Like huge. Is and that's that's their plan. Yep. I'm I'm telling you now the inside plan of, of your enemy right now. So you need to buy pre-order these boxes, or just buy those boxes off the shelf at your locals. Don't say I'm going to buy put the, the product. If you really want to combat it, you have to put the product in the hands of the player yeah. for the correct price. If not, 
when the cards are needed and they're not in the hands yeah. of the players, you will pay a pretty penny. Exactly. Like you, you, Dora potential is going to, you're going to see it be like, oh, it's like 40 bucks. And it's going to just all of a sudden be 90 or 100. You're like, what the hell happened? Because you waited for singles and they literally just let it get by. They do it now with cards. They like, for example, there's only one Golden Avenger winner card online. There's so many more Golden Avengers out there, the winner stamps. Right. But there's only one online. Why is there one online? Because they're waiting for that one to sell it and they can shoot that price up. They're going to be like, oh, that one sold for 450 All right, cool. Here you go. Here's one for 900 And you just be like, God damn, I should have got it at 450 And then here they come in the other markets because we all on Facebook. And they're like, yeah, I'll sell you this for 500 600 bucks, And you think you're getting a deal. No, you're not. They just set you up. They're hoarding these things. So that's the game. Because we we, we, our game is such a small market game compared to the Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic World. Those games are heavily printed. And it's harder to manipulate. Our game, you can manipulate very easy with a couple thousand dollars, to be honest. Like, yeah, oh, for sure. It's like, very easy to manipulate. It's very easy to manipulate. Like, someone bought a lot of victory strikes at one point off TCG player when it was around 150. Someone yep. bought a whole lot of them. Yeah. And the next thing you knew, victory strike went up to 200 something dollars. Mm-hmm. And then it went up to, th- it's just how it goes, man. Like, yep. you got money, you can manipulate this. So, your way of beating it is to buy sealed. And we always tell y'all, buy sealed. I'm not joking. You can always make your money back. Always make your money back. And if you- it is very rare that I I lose money if I don't like if I'm greedy because the collector in me always yeah. wants to keep cards. Right. So a lot of times I will go neg just because I keep so like I'll be like place at SPRs for yeah. every SPR. Yeah, I need that. It's not, <laughs> like, even, it's not even negging that point because he still has the card. I still have the card. Right. But what I'm saying is it'd be very easy to just sell those and keep what little I need out of the set. Cause yeah. realistically, if you're just sticking to one deck, there shouldn't be a ton you need no. of the high dollar cards from the set. You just sell the rest and you pretty much will always make your money back. Now, I mean, you know, do what you feel comfortable with. You yeah. don't have to, you can certainly get screwed over. You can get bad pulls. Mm-hmm. It happens. But from my experience, I can only speak from my experience. I rarely lose money buying sealed product early. Now, yeah. if you wait oh, you're and you sell, or you sell at the wrong time. Sure. Hundred percent. Uh, but I think this is a good discussion. Let's. Uh, I think. Th- I think this is a good time to wrap it up, though, and, okay. and and keep things going. But I think overall, we both agree the game is in a great place. Oh yeah. Prices will become more affordable to players for the base cards that you need to play. It will become more expensive for the collectible cards, which realistically, that should be what both worlds want. Yeah, absolutely. Collectors get their values, their their collections, their value goes up. And competitive players get, get a little bit easier play. access to get the cards to play. And your scalpers get screwed. That's the way, scalpers that, get screwed. That's right. the way it should be. And I 100% agree with you. Let's get into results of training. Results of training. Uh, so uh, results training, we do always do our play testing for the week. And this segment is brought to you by ProMats. Uh, ProMats are probably, I would say, out of all of like the places that you can go buy mats, they have the dopest art. Uh, they've been promoting in our Discord channel, and everyone has been loving it. They just dropped a, a Supreme Drip Goku and Vegeta mat. Uh, I did see that one. <laughs> I like that one a lot, actually. The hype beast in me needs that. Yeah. Um, but no, they, they, they really are, all jokes aside, they really are sick. Um, they have all kinds of different styles from your waifu girls to your comic book 
type mats to your Goku and Vegeta like Saiyan mats that look cool. Um, they can even make you custom mats, all kinds of things. We actually have some plans in the work for a tournament with them, which is really dope. I can't wait to share that more info with you on that. But seriously, mats are great quality. And I'm not just speaking out of my ass. We have people in our Discord playing on the mats saying, yes, we love these mats. They enjoy the product. So definitely go support. We have a channel in the Discord for pro mats where you can reach out. Uh, Jeremiah Roche can get in touch with you. You can also go to the Master Roshi's Black Room Deals on Facebook where he posts his mats or message him directly. There is a site on the way. We will make sure to post that. But yeah, pro mats, check them out. They're dope. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. Just go get one. <laughs> Uh, but all right, results training, Mike. What have you been testing? Uh, to be honest with you, I just been playing uh King Cole. Really? <laughs> yeah, I like. I mean, I was playing catastrophic blow launch deck, like, but that's that's already been tested. It's just I just like cat blowing people. To be honest, I'm like, yeah, I'm like <laughs> you're dead, you're dead. But uh, nah, I have new stuff I've been messing around. With. King Cold. I'm like, there's got to be something here. I mean, I've been said that I think it's not a bad deck. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something though, like in terms of uh. Like it's how good it is. So, so I've just been playing it. Um, it feels a lot like Turles, and so I'm just like, really, that's interesting. Yeah, I just can't get. I'm, it's, there's got to be more to it because they're like, when I play it, I'm like, yo, there's, there's no way this deck is actually just Turles. Like that's not what's better defensive cards. There's no way that's that's accurate. That can't be right. So I'm like, I'm trying to crack the code on on King Colt. Other than that, the results of train really have been have been much anything. Me and the boys have been playing Monster Hunter Rise a lot lately. Like this, like this is our new addiction. So it's like we already figured out the decks we're playing. We actually, I just got the message we're not going to Miami now. So uh, I guess my first event playing a new deck will be the Case Tournament. So I'm not even worried about Miami. I was going to play Reboot Gohan. I had been telling people that. I wasn't joking. People thought I was actually joking. I was like, no, I'm looking to play Reboot Gohan. Because while everybody's trying to figure out their bad decks, I was just going to kill them. I was like, you're trying to figure out your deck. You playing goofy cards. It's not. I'll kill you with Reboot Gohan, or I'll play Cash Rock Blow Launch, which also I'll just kill you turn five every game. Those were my, those were my actual two game plans for Miami. So I had stopped testing all the decks, but besides King Cold, because somebody on my team wanted to play King Cold, so we were like, we need to figure it out. But now I don't know, man. <laughs> we're not going. So yeah, I haven't done any set thirteen testing, so I've just been just jamming games for fun in the Discord. I've kind of. Regional season for this set is over. Thank God. It was yeah, so long. It was very long. So, but I mean, please bring more though, Bandai. Yeah, yeah. Please bring more for sure. For sure. But uh, it's it's over. So I've just been playing fun decks. I went back to Vigex and uh, put in the old Trunks and Skinhead combo. Uh, that is the almighty combo. That is the the old one. Uh, so, and I've been having, I've just been having fun. Yeah. John, John Trunks turn one, swing with a 20K skillless crit, swing him with Trunks, swing him my leader, swing him my Time Angel Vegeta. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, honestly, this is the time to just have fun. I mean, regionals are done. And even if regionals weren't done, you know, like the format's solved. There's no way you were about to crack the code and find a new deck. No. If you found a new deck in this current format. You're wild. Bro, you might need to be on the design team. Because yeah. like, there's no way there's a new deck that's just like out there. Like yeah. people have explored everything. So you, you, knew, you didn't have to much thought into what to play for in a regional yeah. and so, i don't i personally don't like proxying and i don't really like playing on untap so yeah, i mean untap is brutal unless you're playing with the homies like it's literally fine if like me and jim were to play together jim we never done this but if jim like hopped on untap and we're literally on discord talking playing it's like oh, i don't I, know if i'd like it you just tap your car sideways i guess i don't know I, it's literally it's, it feels different though i don't know it does because you don't have a card in your hand yeah. i will agree i mean i prefer webcam over untap but like 
you're like, yo, I'll attack your leader. They're like, I don't have to like click all these crazy buttons. I literally just hit the space button. That's true. That's true. It's simple. But uh, the Vigex deck is fun though. It's yeah. fun. It is annoying when I don't draw trunks because then I'm just playing a worse version of the actual real way to play Vigex. Uh, yes. So it is slightly annoying when I don't draw it. I'm like, man, what am I doing? You got the Saiyan Elite combo still in there too? The Saiyan Elite? Yeah, Which trunk, one is the that? Trunk Saiyan Elite. The one that got limited to one. Oh, no, no, no. no I did, that, I, put, no. put that in there so we have five trunks to draw that's, on turn That's one. true. Maybe, maybe I'd... Yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll mix it up again because yeah. I just played the last couple of days that maybe maybe I'll throw the uh, the black and yellow, the Steelers no, edition. No, no, no. Just put that one trunk. Just the one in? Yeah, and with the with the Vegeta's in there. Just All put, right. Try it out. Watch All it. Right. Oh, I got five targets to hit <laughs> now. Open hand. Fair enough. If I hit this one, this one's the nut. If I hit the other one, this is fun. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. But no, no real like competitive testing for me. Just, yeah. just ha having fun. Really, honestly, just, just hanging out with the boys, you know, good yeah. conversation, good games. That's always important. Absolutely. Um, all right, cool. Well, let's, let's get into our last segment, our Q and a. I got a special order on a pallet of sweets for Jocko. Wait, aren't you Monaka? Monaka's delivery service. Monaka's delivery service. All right. So for this one, we have another, uh, special, deck check we're doing a deck analysis um if you didn't listen to the last episode when you hit the hermit elite status uh you get to have us review any deck you'd like you send us your deck we review it uh it's very difficult to get this in the discord you have to be extremely active it's level 30 uh so it's very hard to get but if you grind do our xp events talk regularly you can get there so uh this is for majin collector the homie phil uh, yep. He sent us a set 13 deck that he's testing. Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know squat about this deck or the cards. I've read them all like one time. So I'm going to let Mike take this away. <laughs> all right. So he's got King Vegeta here. Uh, King Vegeta BR. But uh, he's playing at mono red. Uh, I like some of the cards in here. Um, I think that he's got the Vegeta package down. He's like, that's his main thing, but he needs to play more of it. Like the, the five drop, the three drop are four ofs, right? The TP is a four of all. They're all four ofs. You need to have them. I'm not playing any of these SS Goku switching gear cards. Actually, now that my team's not going to Miami, I can actually just go ahead and spill the sauce. So like you don't play the Goku cards. You just play the Vegeta cards. Uh, you don't even play the Raditz. Like you, if you do play Raditz, you play one. You just play the Fajitas. The Raditz is actually pointless. The Raditz was if you're going to try to play Broly, Goku, and Fajita in the same deck. But Broly is suspect at best. Uh, you can side Broly, and that's why you play the one Raditz if you're going to side Broly. But I don't recommend siding Broly, but we were trying it out because our matches where Broly was good. So we were siding Broly, a little Broly package. Sure. But you could just play the Fajitas. The Fajitas just do, do the job. Uh, your super combos should just be all Raditzes. Should not have any of the Nappas. The reason why you don't have that, I, I love Nappa personally. I play a lot of aggro decks with Nappa as my super combo just because it's literally 0 plus 20k is what it says. Uh, you need the Raditz to draw cards. Like you're a deck with a large hand. That's literally how you play the deck. You want to have a big hand at all times. And you want to be able to just dump on an attack when you can. And Nappa is not going to help you with that. Uh, Yamcha Counter Barrage is always a four of. Uh, always. There's no way I don't play four of that card. That card is the actual nut. I'm trying to resolve it on my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. The way the game's played, everybody's playing cards on both players' turns now, so you're trying to resolve that card as much as possible. Um, Death Ball, not bad. Uh, you can keep Death Ball. Wolf Fang, that's great. 
Uh, you need to put testing the opposition in here. That card is insane. It's one of the best negates. Those negates are like unreal in this in the game we have now. They're literally they literally block two attacks. Uh, the Gohang's SCR, I think that is only meant to be played in Earthling leader decks, not to be played in any other deck. To be honest, like because they have the Shinron that can cheat out. So if they draw it early, they can just cheat it out. And if they go and most Earthling decks go later, like Bulma, she just goes late. So that Gohang's card is fine for her because you just play for five and go off. That's perfectly fine. Uh, there's too many Chompas in here. You could just play one. Strategy U7, I would side a card like that. Um, yes, there is removal in the game, but not enough removal to have me shook like that where I needed strategies. Like, no. Dark Broly is a bad matchup, sure. But at the same time, you could just kill Dark Broly with all the neg effects that are in your deck. Uh, Violent Rays, I don't like Violent Rays in the main board. I probably don't play Violent Rays in main boards at this point in red. I don't think it's worth it. Dark Broly is not going to see as much play as it has seen. Uh, and it's just not good against most other decks. Like, how many attacks do you think you're really stopping to neg two from your hand? Neg two from hand is a lot, to be honest. Like, to just stop one or two attacks. I'd rather not do that most of the time. Especially because people are playing out decks. Where, like, if a deck is vulnerable to Violent Rays, they're probably playing out to Violent Rays. Like, even Dark Broly, they play the Piccolo unison which gets around violent rays and they also play the the king vegeta card now in set 13 they're playing and they play gohans and they make you board they can literally under violent rays they can get their leader attack their unison attack the gohan the mechie and the king vegeta attack and they it, can still play the brolies they, still play, they can get five attacks and still play brolies still warp a card and drop a card it's, out of your hand yeah like it's just like what is this card as good as we think it is like when Dark Broly was the most dominant deck, sure, like it just could screw them over enough times. But I don't know, man. Like they now are they're gonna have another battle card that can attack through. So it's I'm iffy on violent race. I probably decided. Uh your unison's right, the Piccolo one. Uh I'm not playing. Is that all you've got to be honest? Like that, that negate's just not worth it. Uh your overrealm being the man on a mission. I like man on a mission a lot. I think that card has like really good keywords on it. Uh, Bardock fighting against fate is just strictly better of a card. Like, especially if you're playing a card like FDC, you're just getting two attacks at it. Yeah, two attacks. On it. The other thing, too, Man on a Mission got very popular because of Vigex. Yeah. But that was because Vigex can push it to 35 or 30. Real easy. Easily. Yeah. You just combo a Kai off your board or throw a human extinction attack on it for yeah. one. So instead of that one being 10K double strike, but, it's now a 15K mil four. That, yeah. That's the only reason why people even play man on a mission in, in Vic X. And then on top of that, it was like they had burn in their deck. Like they literally had the Vegeta right. burn. Like it was right. like, I'm going to put you to three and I'm a, it was a free double strike. Yeah, too. It was a free double. It's, it, it's just completely for free. I can get to 30K double. Yeah. So it's no energy investment. It's just different. I, I'm playing Bar fighting against fate. That that is the overrealm card to play if you're playing overrealm card. If he doesn't have access to it, do you have an alternative, or would you continue with man on a mission? If you do not have access to that card, because it is it is actually it, if you don't have it currently, it's going to be a little while before the market shows yeah. out. It just got bought out again. Oh my god! It's over a uh, hundred listed. That's insane. Uh, if you don't have that card, I'm not playing man on a mission. I'm probably going to go with a. The Goten, the Goten card, the the fake turtleless one. I'll probably play that instead. Really? Yeah. I really like really value dual attack in this format. I think dual attack is insane. Even though you got to pitch the card? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I do not care. I'm pitching this extra card in my hand. This deck's filled with extra cards. I'm, okay, I'm that's pitching, fair then. I'm pitching this extra card in my hand. The reason why I value dual attack is because 
a lot of times in this format, people just don't play enough negates. So what ends up happening is a dual attacker, you're like, oh, I got one over them. I dual attack. They negate the first one. The second one's going through most of the time. That's big. I could just negate me on a mission and it was for nothing. So right. it's like, I like dual attack a lot. Okay. Yeah, he's smaller. Absolutely. But he also plays around violent rays. And that's huge. So like, yeah. Cause you're a dead. It depends on how much people listen to you right now. Yeah, <laughs> There's always people who do not listen, right? But I, I spent money on violent rays. I'm going to play it. Sure. Well, now I just have another card that outs your violent rays. Good luck, nerd. Like I'm going to get through. So you tapped out for violent rays and I like, all right, play this guy attack, go up to 35. You take the damage attack, dump my whole hand. All right. It's 105 double strike. You're like, I lost the game. Yeah, I know you lost the game. Why'd you do that? So any, uh, any recommendations for the side? Uh, sideboard wise, I think that, uh, this one could hurt me. Uh, I would probably play Michi Kabora's the two drop card. Uh, the one that <laughs> call a name card. I, I don't really see myself ever taking that out. Uh, I always play Jiren in every sideboard I play as a one of. There's no way I don't play the Jiren. Like, unless I play like a real fast aggro to like Reboot Gohan, then no, I don't care. But right. every other deck, I play one of those Jirens in my deck because I just don't want to die to Android 17 showing up. That card's just awful. Like, and so you, people, baby I, ape, you got the baby ape. People say, like, you'll, I, yeah, you got a baby ape, you got a baby ape. That is what it is. But, like, people say, like, oh, you get, you just kill them before decks that play that card aren't letting you kill them. Like, that's the point of the deck, right. right? Like, I didn't let you kill me. I play this card, I win the game. So, like, I'm just going to play this Jaren to prevent myself from dying like that. Um, there is a card. I, I can't release the sauce on it. So, it's a, uh, I just can't. I, there's a really good card, though. Uh, if you dig real deep into the into the base of red cards that exist, you'd be like, oh, this card's really good. Uh, it's out there. It's a it's definitely a side deck card. Um, I also probably play Shin, the Noble. Uh, oh, from Draftbox 5? Yeah, the Draft one drop five, black card. Yep, the one drop Shin from uh, Draftbox 5. Aggrosin has a very hard time beating you through that card. You actually probably just destroy Aggrosin the moment you play a card. Like, you go turn three, play, play Shin. They're like, Oh, nah. You're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, then you're set up for everything you need at that point. So, like, I'm I'm big on Shin right now. Um, probably Secret Identity in my sideboard because there are decks that go wide. I like Secret Identity a lot. I also probably have a Foo Shroud in my sideboard for decks that go long. I think that, like, most mid-range tempo decks should have Foo Shrouded in their sideboard, maybe even their main board, to be honest, if they don't have an Overrealm. But if you do have an Overrealm, Foo should be in your sideboard because... Any game that does go long, you need that card to close the game. It just ends the game on your opponent. So why would you not play it? Sure. Like that's like saying, like, oh man, I got all these battle cards, large hand. I don't play FDC. Why are you not playing FDC? I literally think Foo and FDC are the are not the same card, but in the same realm of cards, though. Mm -hmm. I think they're just like auto includes in deck lists. Like right. what, so you should have a foo in your sideboard. Um Yeah, I mean those are the key cards. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, Phil, hopefully oh, Phil has a Fajito unison of might in his sideboard. He does. He knows the sauce. That's right. That's good. You know, that card is insane against baby. Also insane against most of the format. Uh, if anybody ever plays this card and like with this established board, you have a Fajita on the board, maybe two Fajitas, like one of the five drop and one of the three drop. You play this card on turn four. I promise you your opponent is not playing anything. Yeah, they're they one they cards can't nuts. no effects of playing any cards and then your your Vegeta next ten k your leader next ten k to the card so that's neg twenty cards to the card they tapped energy for and if they attack with the card that same turn that card has been neg thirty k without you using any energy investment 
Card is actually untouchable at times if you, as long as you have cleared your opponent's board. And that's why you play Yamcha Counter Barrage at four. That's why you play those side cards to keep your opponent's board relatively clear and then just lock them out the game. I agree. So Cool. Well, again, Phil, hopefully that helps with your deck. We appreciate you supporting the Discord so much. Uh, I think uh, we there's a saying in the Discord, because uh, his name is Majin Collector, anytime he brings someone in, because he brings so many mm-hmm. people into the Discord, uh, I always see people go, the Collector strikes again. He does strike again. <laughs> He's got a tag, like uh, like something from Blacklist or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, number, number 152. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, yeah, we, we appreciate you, bro. Hopefully that helps. And for everyone else, we will be back next week. And next week... The Hermit Style Award Ceremony, baby. Absolutely. We're going to start wrapping up this season. That's right. So we'll see you then. Absolutely. Later. Later.